0: Hello, I'm Jason Solomon. Welcome to Seen Any Good Films Lately, the podcast that simply answers that question, giving you loads of movie recommendations, new and old, from me and some of the best in the business.
1: There's definitely weird, exotic reptile fish places that I never thought I would step foot in, but I did.
0: We also hear our guests' film life stories and what movies mean to them. And this week's big interview is with Dana Murray. We heard her there, producer of dazzling Pixar success Soul, which has just won a Golden Globe for Best Animated Film and looks assured of Oscar and BAFTA nominations, if not wins, in that category. We'll hear how you make an animated classic what it's like working at Pixar and we'll hear about the films that have inspired Dana to the top echelons of animated movie making as I ask her seen any good films lately well thanks for asking as you have been for so many years now and that inspires this podcast for I too have indeed seen some good films lately Hardip and Akla Gai from The White Tiger, Raman Bahradi's film on Netflix which I've only just caught up with and which I thoroughly enjoyed. A tale of modern India about a poor kid from the countryside who gets a job as a driver for a wealthy family and works his way up the ladder from there. Or as up as the caste system, the class system and the economic system Will allow. Obviously, there are echoes of Slumdog Millionaire here. There's even a sly reference to it at one point, but there's something Dickensian about this tale too, which makes you think of Uriah Heep in David Copperfield, which again makes you think of Dev Patel in Slumdog Millionaire. Ah, the circles of playing film dot to dot. Anyway, what I liked in The White Tiger are the details, the clues about the ways of life, the greed, the pressures of duty, the dribbles of pan juice that get everywhere, the sleeping conditions, the gradations of this society that we see. It was fascinating to watch. I can't say that the film wasn't a bit long and I did want a bit more oomph on occasion from it. But this director has always been concerned with poor men against the system, the harsh inequalities of the economic life and the balance of scruples and the ethics needed to make it.
1: Over the next weeks, I learned the ways drivers cheat their masters. Number one, give your master phony invoices for repairs that are not necessary. Thank you, sir. Two, sell your master's petrol to other drivers. As you gain confidence, cruise around picking up and dropping off paying customers. Delhi has many pick-up points. Over time, you will learn them all. When I looked at that cash, I didn't feel guilt. I felt rage.
0: So that's The White Tiger, and there's more world cinema on Netflix. Whatever you say about them, they know how to get little films some big audiences, much more than the old elite film distribution system never could. So I came across this one, I'm No Longer Here, or Ya No Estoy Aquí. So this has made the uh, BAFTA and the Oscar long list of uh, foreign language film nominations. Uh, Could it make the the final list? Yes, it could. It's written and directed by Fernando Frias del Parra. Uh, This is about a gang of street dancers in Mexico's second city, Monterrey. And they hang out and they dance to this slow Colombian lament dance called uh, the Cumbia of which there appears to be a whole subculture going on, and it's brilliantly captured in this film. Uh, the dancers in their bright costumes, their bright array, they're called in this Los Tercos, and they're led by champion dancer Ulysses, who has a very unique hairstyle of his own that he makes all his uh, sort of gang members sort of wear. He does all their hair for them. But they are a gang, Los Tercos, and they get sucked up into the overall chaos of gang culture that pervades in Monterrey. So dance and the cumbia may be their drug, but drugs and the cartels rule these neighbourhoods, and Ulysses becomes an obvious target. I don't want to give much more away, but just let's say the action switches also to Queens in New York, where Ulysses Ends up and feels the pain of exile. I liked this movie, ya no Estoy aquí, very much. It's hypnotic. It's amazing in parts. It's sad and mournful in others, and shocking sometimes. Hopeful and sweet too. Aside from the powerful points about migration and the social issues facing Mexican youth, it's the dancing I'll remember. These remarkable kids and their moves and their clothes, and they achieve a sort of bliss. For the length of a cumbia, a song which they often remix and stretch out and slow down. Why? asks someone. To make the song last longer, says Ulysses. <laughs> That's Lissandro Mesa's Te played at the right speed. It's just one of the cumbias in the highly recommended Ya No Estoy Aquí. I'm No Longer Here, that's translated as on Netflix. So that's what I've seen lately. It's time now to get the film life story of my guest in our interview slot, which is supported by those good mixers at Strike that's S-T-R-Y-Y-K, the distilled non-alcoholic drink with all the spirit, none of the alcohol. Strike are our partners throughout this award season, and this season of Seen Any Good Films lately, helping us celebrate in style and with the best taste in movies. With their not rum, not vodka and not gin, you get recipes and drinks ideas. You just head to strike.com, that's dot com, and when you're ordering, Just enter the code Jason40, that's 40 in digits, to get 40% off. 40% for seeing any good films lately, listeners. So for this week's guest, I'm advising a Southside using Strikes, not gin. Lime juice, syrup, fresh mint, shaken with ice and served in a martini glass. It's a jazz classic using Strike. All the spirit none of the alcohol and a whole load of soul because that's where we're going now to the award-winning disney pixar animation soul it's just won a golden globe and it's hot favorite for the oscar title directed by pete doctor of the superb inside out and kemp powers who also wrote one night in miami and it's produced by my guest on this show dana murray Who's worked her way to the top of the animation world and now overseen Pixar's latest masterpiece, a head spinning story about a frustrated jazz pianist who gets a shot at the big time only to fall down a manhole and have to contend with death, Pixar style. Is this heaven? <laughs> no.
1: Is it H E double hockey sticks? Hell, 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 By hell, hell,
0: it's easy to get turned around. This isn't the great beyond. It's the great before. The great before? Oh, we call it the u Seminar now. Rebranding. Help!
1: Does this mean I'm
0: dead? Not yet. Your body's in a holding pattern. It's complicated. I'll get you back to your group.
1: come on little souls get on up here welcome to the youth seminar
0: Soul is Pixar's first film with a predominantly black cast and a black lead, voiced by Jamie Foxx and set in a black world. So we find out how Dana Murray and her team made it and the films that inspired her on the way and, let's be honest, welcome aboard a fresh award winner. To seen any good films lately. Congratulations on your film. Congratulations on your golden globe for Seoul.
1: Oh, thank you. You know, it's always exciting to see the film get recognized.
0: Because you've been at Pixar since I, I read your biography. You've been at Pixar since you since you were a pixel.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so crazy to think that I've been there, I think, almost 20 years. It was not intentional. After I graduated college, I and did some traveling. I landed in San Francisco. My sister is a screenwriter and she was working at Pixar at that time. And I would go and visit her for lunch every once in a while. And I was just kind of blown away by the place. And like, I I, I got a film minor in college. And so I always loved it, but I didn't think that that was gonna be what I was gonna pursue in my career. And so she helped me kind of, you know, get, talk to the right people at the right time. And I was lucky enough to, my first gig there was, I was the production assistant on Finding Nemo. <laughs> And so I was grabbing coffees and I was I was going to the the fish store and grabbing fish and bringing them back for the artists to study like all kinds of different things and um, yeah. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. So what there was a, there was a, what, a local fish store in San Francisco. You had to go somewhere more exotic. You had to sort of go to the zoo or something.
1: There's definitely weird exotic reptile fish places that I never thought I would step foot in, but I did. Hello,
0: my name is Bruce. Hello, Hi, Bruce. Bruce. It has been three weeks since my last fish. On oh, my oh. honour, or may I be chopped up and made into soup?
1: You're an inspiration to all of us. i mean <laughs> Right then, who's next? Oh, 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 Pick me, pick me, pick yes, me. Yes, the little Sheila down the front. Woo! Coming up here. Hi, I'm Dory. Hi, uh, Dory. And, uh, well... Well, I don't I don't think I've ever eaten a fish. Hi, <laughs> hey, that's incredible. Good, good on right? you, mate. Can you
0: draw yourself, Dana Murray?
1: No, I unfortunately cannot draw very well.
0: Now, so how does it feel to be surrounded by all these kind of brilliant artists? I mean, I know they do it on computer now, so maybe you've got a shot. But I, I assume they still can, can, can rustle up a pretty good sketch every now
1: and then. Oh, yeah, it makes you feel very untalented and inferior when you're just watching them like not even look what they're doing, you know, it's second nature to them. I'm surrounded by talented people every day. But I have to say my superpower, I guess, is more the human emotional intelligence. That's what that's what producers are superpowers in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so in animation, does it differ from, you know, live feature production? I mean, it, it, it's you're getting the, the script together, you're overseeing, you're hiring talent, I guess, and working with them and uh, getting the voice cast together. Is that your job on this one
1: on average a film takes 5 years at Pixar we did this one in 4 which really fast. And the difference is, is like, we never have a final script, literally until the film is absolutely totally done and, you know, then we have someone take a pass to get the final script together because we are constantly writing and rewriting and building our uh, film that way. And so I think that's the major difference and we're in production and still changing the story. So you have to bring the actors back over and over again as the story is evolving.
0: I so. see because I always think. If an actor like Tina Fey, who hire and and you, if she's if she's going to improvise, you, you're going to say, "Well, Tina Fey knows comedy pretty good, so you're going to let her improvise a line here or two. But then that's like four days yeah. new new animation work done. Thanks, Tina, for that.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, except that is the gold that you get is when you do have the actors that are so funny live like that and just go off script. That's always the best stuff.
0: And You hired Graham Norton, our own Graham Norton for, know, for this one. I know he's
1: wonderful. Where did
0: you get the idea? Idea for, for that i mean obviously he's graham norton so that that's fine but yeah. i mean i didn't know he was a big deal in in hollywood I, I thought he might be one of those ones that sometimes you do local voice casting to get sort of local interest stories going and then you know i'm watching the film and it's like well he's actually a major part in this graham's, graham's in I this. i know it out. What, what made you it, go for him
1: so we have a casting department at pixar and so i have to give credit to uh kevin rear who is the producer and also the casting director at Pixar? He's a big Graham Norton fan, and I had seen his show a couple of times when I was like looking for certain actors he had had on or something, and I was like, oh, this guy's great. But I wasn't very um, aware of him to be honest. And as soon as we heard his voice, we were like, oh, he's he's perfect for Moonwind. So it worked out really well.
0: The the story itself was it always uh, a, a story that was you know about Black America that was you know because it's fairly landmark to see a film like this you know, a a Black American subject, Disney's first, but Pixar's first in a way, and set in that jazz world. I mean, all my favorite things, I have to say. So I was delighted. But it, it seemed like a bold decision and a strong decision that was going to become part of the story itself.
1: Yeah, you know, it started with a very personal story from pete doctor and um until we landed on joe being a musician and specifically a jazz musician that is when we decided that you know joe needed to be african-american you know you do any ounce of research you know where the great jazz music genre comes from and so that's when that choice happened and then that's when we really started to explore
0: well i mean i think you you get the jazz club just right i've never seen it done before certainly not in animation it's hard it's hard to do in real you know but again, animation. Then you know, it's it's superb, and I really enjoyed the the boldness of that music as well. And you know, my, my wife hates jazz, and I thought, oh God, she's not going to watch this film. <laughs> <You> know, but <laughs> it isn't something that that was a problem for her throughout. So you obviously got the, the you know that just for jazz fans as well, like me, then it was it was perfect too. So congratulations well, on that.
1: <laughs> it, it's funny you say that because Pete and Kemp, one of our other writers, Mike Jones, and Kevin Nolte, our editor they all were like big jazz fans. And I was definitely the one that was more skeptical of like, I think I was the good lipness test for everybody because if it got too far, um, I would be like, you're gonna lose people. But we did talk to John Batiste a lot. John Batiste came up with the term. He's like, I'm gonna make this user-friendly jazz. And he wanted it to be an entry point for people that weren't jazz lovers. And so I, he threaded the needle perfectly there, I think. Uh, listen, yeah.
0: D- Dana Murray, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show, but I'm gonna have to ask you the, uh, the-, the question that I ask all my guess is Have you seen any good films lately, Dana?
1: When I read about your podcast, I was like, Uh oh, I am so behind in films lately because A, I miss going to the theater. That's yeah. usually when, you know, and B, because I have two young children, by the time they get to bed, I'm like exhausted. So I do a lot more binging of series, but, um, I obviously have to mention I did love One Night in Miami um, by, your, by
0: your co co writer producer yes, director Kevin Powers.
1: I wish he was here to represent, and I have a huge stack of movies that i want to watch like i can't wait to watch so i would what are the good movies right now to
0: you oh right well wait, wait, i mean you aren't you a member of the academy yet yeah i mean you no
1: i'm not oh I'm not. well
0: please god by april the 25th you will be i think if you win one <laughs> you, you get in um so then you'll have a lot of then you really have to watch a lot of good films lately uh yeah. there's a british film called rocks which i absolutely love um okay. oh yes i think it's on netflix I'm it is, oh well you're okay. now you're getting the recommendations is it okay <laughs>
1: I, I switched those
0: on, you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what I would recommend. That's a British film, you know, if you like a, you, you know, you love a good mm-hmm. British film. Uh, the, the best film around right now that I'm sort of recommending to people, I, I, along with uh, One Night in Miami and Ma is Black Bottom. I don't know if you've seen that one on Netflix. No. So you need to see that. You're gonna be. At, you're not gonna to have to probably be at the Oscars this year if you get that nomination because you're gonna. You'll be going like, I've not seen any of these films. It's <laughs> <to> catch up. <laughs> well,
1: I I I will binge before the Oscars. <laughs> yes. like that's that's usually what I do.
0: Yeah, so you're, you're gonna catch up with all of those, uh, and uh, you know, and of course, there's Nomadland with uh, Francis McDormand in which. Yes. I think I might win. I'm excited. For that. Yeah. So what are you? What are you trash TVing then? What are you binge watching?
1: Oh my gosh, I, I just binge watch, uh Call my agent.
0: Yes, which
1: is a French series. I, loved. I love um, that. I just started binging for all mankind.
0: Oh, yes. I haven't seen that.
1: It's really good. I really like it. Um, and then, oh, my gosh, I'm obsessed with um, why am I blanking on the name The this the soccer coach,
0: Ted British, Lasso,
1: Ted Lasso. Oh, my gosh, i I binge that so fast and i would do it again in a heartbeat well, i Love get it. i
0: keep getting recommendations from that even branford marsalis my guest last week he was recommending that and i haven't seen it yet and i have to yeah uh, in fact three Kids. of
1: course yes cool. Shit's creek Yes, I which
0: I, yeah. again, is one of those what, that escaped me and I need to catch up with. But Call My Agent, I'm, I'm with you on that. So great. I, I need to do the Shits Creek thing because every time people mention <laughs> it on the show, I am literally up Shits Creek without having watched it. So I, I need to see, do See, you're
1: watching all the films, though.
0: Well, That's... I'm a film guy. This is the yeah. year that I suddenly got onto TV. You know, you have to see Normal People. I don't know if you saw that one, the British, yeah. the Irish, uh, sexy oh, Irish Oh, yes, thing.
1: I loved that. Yes. I loved
0: it. Oh, it was yeah. beautiful. There you go. Well, moving away from those, what was the first film you saw? at the cinema, Dana Murray?
1: I believe my parents took me to the drive-in and we saw ET.
0: Oh, where was the drive-in?
1: I grew up in Northern California, the Sierra foothills. And so we had to drive down to Sacramento, um, like 45 minutes. I grew up in a small town. So we drove down to Sacramento to go to the drive-in.
0: And you remember seeing ET in front of you and the the big screen and through the car window?
1: Yeah. And I, I think we went back like another two times, because we loved it so much. We made it!
0: there's something of et in there's definitely something of et with in soul for example and any all Mm that any any transcendent uh sort of film like that that for kids you have the spirit of et within you then if you're producing a film like soul clearly
1: yeah yeah
0: the the dna of it it's a beautiful memory what what film changed your life dana murray either from watching one when you went oh my god i didn't know the world could be like that or from working in one or being in one i presume you're not you're not Mm -hmm. in one um or both
1: i feel like The two films when I was a kid that I got really obsessed with were Lion King and Little Mermaid. Mm. I knew every single word, every single song, and I probably watched them like 100 times. I I mean, I guess. And then, you know, my my first job um, at Pixar, like I didn't know much about animation at all. Um, especially 3D animation. And so that, you know, starting at Pixar, kind of just my first, getting my first movie credit on a film kind of blew my mind. And just the learning experience there of getting to learn all the different facets of filmmaking and production. And so I think that kind of was like, Oh my god! This is what I want to do. Fish and until wrangling. fish wrangling, until you, I, until I stepped into it, I didn't even really know it existed.
0: Well, you obviously were, were prepared with with Lion King and Little Mermaid. You could, you arrived saying cartoons. You know, you weren't like, I oh, know I'm yeah. a strong European art house devotee, and I don't know what I'm doing in this cartoon world.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> and you know, I I think that seeing ET with my brother and sister in the car at the drive-in. It's like that was a very formative moment as well of like movies and the love for movies look simba everything the light touches is our kingdom wow a king's time as ruler rises and falls like the sun one day simba the sun will set on my time here and will rise with you as the new king
0: and this will all be mine
1: everything
0: everything the light
1: touches What about that shadowy place? That's beyond our borders. You must never go there, Simba. But I thought a king can do whatever he wants. Oh, there's more to being king than getting your way all the time.
0: There's more? (laughs) Simba. If I could give you the, the gift of time travel, which as someone who's produced Soul, you're pretty good with sort of toggling between time zones and eras, I guess. And you could visit a set of a film in the past. Where would you go?
1: Oh, wow. Well, it's not even that long ago, but I, I was kind of obsessed with the movie Gladiator mm. <laughs> with Russell Crowe. Yeah. If that's ever on T V, it's like I stop on that channel. I can't I, I can't stop watching it.
0: Is it the beefy Russell that you that, that you love no, about? No, it's that? not
1: it's not that. I just loved the film. I loved I loved everything about it. The music and Set.
0: We could we could transport you to Ridley Scott's set for Gladiator. You could be right in the middle there. <laughs>
1: okay, okay, there you go. That could be fine. Good.
0: You could you could get the bit with Oliver Reed when he was alive, and you could even sort of get the best bits. I mean, finally, it'd be, it'd be great to take on Russell Crowe. I think in a, in a gladiatorial <laughs> combat. I wish you luck with it, but you know, <laughs> yeah. don't get him angry. Your fame is well deserved, Spaniard. I don't think there's ever been a gladiator to match you. Just for this young man, he insists you are Hector Reborn. What's it Hercules? Why doesn't the hero reveal himself and tell us all your real name? You do have a name. My name is Gladiator. How dare you show your back to me? Slave! You will remove your helmet and tell me your name.
1: My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, Commander of the Armies of the North, General of the Felix Legions, loyal servant to the true Emperor Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next.
0: Dana, have you ever fallen in love at the movies?
1: I think the 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 junior high high school date was going to the movies. I think um, in junior high I went with a boy and he held my hand and that was like the first time my hand had ever been held by a boy. And so I don't know that I was falling in love but I remember that moment like being like oh my god.
0: What film was that? I do you remember the film or does the hand I, take over?
1: I do not remember the film but I, I'm also known for having a horrible memory so.
0: <laughs> I fall in love all the time in the movies, well, i not now as I'm married, obviously, but um, but I fall in love with the characters quite often. I fall in love with, you know, Diane Keaton as Annie Hall, oh, or sure. I fall in love. With, uh, uh, apart from Russell Crowe in his very short gladi Gladiator skirt, have you fallen in love with? With, oh yeah, with movie icons.
1: Oh yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic. Mm. I was in I was in high school and I was like smitten. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I don't blame you for that as well. Would you have led him on the? Would you? And have...
1: probably a million Brad Pitt films.
0: Yes, all. of I mean, Thelma and Louise. Don't get me started. <laughs> even even I fallen yeah. in love with him. He's the one I would turn for. Uh, Dana, it's been yeah. fantastic talking to you and hearing your movie memories oh. and 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 talking about the creation of Soul, which is just a you know beautiful gift for everyone at this time of year. Really good luck with the the rest of the award season and oh, thank you and uh, and congratulations on soul really nice to really nice to meet you uh dana murray the uh, producer of soul from pixar
1: yeah thanks so much for having me and um sorry i i'm not up to snuff on my 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 films right now
0: no that's all right well you know please god we get a bafta nomination and we can we can see you again where you won't be coming to the baftas i keep thinking you'll be coming but of course you won't be but we, we can see oh, you on the screen I know. again
1: <laughs> add it to the list of yeah being sad
0: <laughs> Keep going. Dana, it's so nice to meet you. Dana Murray, producer of Soul, which is on Disney Plus right now. It's very good and jazzy. to hear from Dana Murray and how to get ahead in animation. Just a few bits of news now the BAFTA Rising Star nominees have been revealed and I'm pleased to see that we've been right on it at Seen Any Good Films lately. Previous guests Morphid Clark and Kingsley Benadir have been nominated. Catch their episodes to find out all about them. As has young Conrad Khan from County Lines, a film really worth catching up with, tough as it may be. We have the lovely Ashley Medecway from that film who plays his mum. Uh, and there's Bookie Bookray from Sagful Favourite Rocks. That That's a nominee, as well as Sope Dirisu, who I think is terrific. And he stars in Gangs of London and also in His House, which is on Netflix now. Uh, I hadn't seen him until this year. He's a a total new discovery for for me, too. So Sope Dirisu, brilliant uh, in those. those. I don't know who's going to win that. It's very hard to choose between them. Uh, I don't know how you do it, but you have to do it. Because that's the BAFTA category that the public can vote in. So if you want film recommendations with a bit of extra skin in the game... You know, Catch Up With Rocks, His House, County Lines, St Maude and One Night in Miami. They're all available to stream right now. And then you can vote in the BAFTAs. I've put my votes in already and we'll hear on Tuesday, March the 9th, what that's led to, along with all the voting reforms that BAFTA has implemented this year to get a more diverse sweep of nominations. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how that plays out. But what else have I been watching? Uh, Telly-wise, I thought, great, a new MasterChef. Great, marvellous. But then I realised, I can't watch this amateur version at the moment. Greg and John seem to have lost the art of bawling someone out. And the amateur version is only fun when they muck it up, isn't it? And, and then they make something horrible. And the other night, somebody served up some lamb chops that were just utterly disgusting looking. They were inedible and fatty, a bit raw. And, and John and Greg, they didn't shout them off. They didn't say that's disgusting and throw it in their face. That's what you want from reality telly. They were just being nice. Come on, guys. These shows are for getting nasty. Everyone on telly is way too nice nowadays. That's MasterChef for you. On a more positive note, my final recommendation is a documentary called Polystyrene, I Am A Cliché. It's about punk singer Polly Styrene from the band X-Ray Specs. Look, I confess that punk wasn't my era, wasn't my thing at all, and I didn't know much about her or X-Ray Specs, but this film, told by her daughter, Celeste Bell, is just lovely. It's about race. Polly was the only mixed-race singer on the punk scene. It's about mothers, daughters, about dressing up, writing your own poetry, trying to be an artist, finding out who you are about surviving, about mental health, about being creative and about doing mad things with your hair and your costumes. And it's also about that London scene of the mid-70s where you had the National Front, the punk venues, the World's End boutique and all of that legacy. It's really well done as a documentary and a memoir. It's very cool, beautifully put together and I think you'd really like it.
1: Some people think little girls should be seen and not heard but I think...
0: My mother was a punk rock icon. People often ask me if she was a good mum. It's hard to know what to say. One, two, three, four.
1: Do you think you're a rebel in today's society? Yeah, I suppose I am a bit. <laughs> Polly had her own ideas about everything. She didn't follow trends. She was a woman of colour in an industry full of white middle-class men.
0: Nobody else was singing what Polly was singing about. I fell in love with her. I fell in love with the music. I actually started singing because of her. That's Polly Styrene, I Am A Cliché, which you can watch now through modernfilms.com. Thanks to my guest, Dana Murray, the producer of Soul, and to our partners, Strike, S-T-R-Y-Y-K, All the spirit, none of the alcohol. Do let us know if you've seen any good films lately by emailing sagful at jasonsolomons.com and do let us know what you think of the show rate us and subscribe obviously because the more you do that the more you comment the more people can find us and join in the conversation about the films that we love so let's play out this episode of seen any good films lately with a track from dana murray's soul featuring john baptiste and that now ubiquitous talent celeste on it's all right see you next week just watch out for those manholes won't you
1: you so all right